Happy Tuesday, Wildcat fans, and thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. The show is brought to you by Game Time. We had, there was a tough game for Arizona, but there was something that Arizona could take from this game that I think can help them going forward against USC. Let's get started here on Locked on Wildcats. You are Locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day, I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to this show, but first, we are going to talk about what we learned about Arizona against Washington and what it means going forward then for the Wildcats. Now, the first thing that I think that we need to talk about here is Arizona's defense has actually shown up. Now, a big part of Arizona, the concern about Arizona over the years is that, uh, you know, the defense just hasn't been good enough. And that's, uh, I think that's more than, I think that's more than fair to say the defense just has not been good enough. And I think that's something that needs to, uh, that, you know, I think that needs to be addressed, but a big part of it though, is there just hasn't been the kind of talent there that you needed to have. And not only was there not the kind of talent there that you needed to have, you needed to be able to have something where you need to be able to have something where, um, you had a squad that, um, was able to be big up front that was able to have big players doing stuff and not only big players doing things, but also players who are, let's be honest here, able to, able to move the pile, move the, uh, uh, the trenches, etc., etc. And I think that's something that Arizona fans uh, wanted to see that has happened. And a big part of that is Taylor Upshaw. Now Taylor Upshaw is a dude who, um, he's got four and a half sacks already this season. And not only is he have four and a half sacks, he's also got, to, these have been impactful plays where he's coming off the edge. He's making plays. And not only is he making plays, he's also getting after the quarterback right there in a manner in which we're not used to seeing here from the university of Arizona from pass rushers. That I think is something that is a little uh, unique right there. Um, and not only is it a little unique, it's also something where, it's also something where, all right, um, you got to have guys in the middle to be able to make those kind of plays. You got to have guys off the edge to make those plays because it makes the rest of the defense much, much easier for it. And if it makes it uh, much easier for it, then the linebackers can start making plays. So Taylor Upshaw has been a godsend for Arizona. Another dude who's been making a lot of plays off the bounce right here is Tia Savea. Now, Tia Savea is um, another dude. Came out of here, came from, uh, obviously came from uh, UCLA, another one of those guys, and he's had a couple sacks this year, and he has looked very, very good in the process. And I think that's something that is somewhat exciting here for if you're a University of Arizona fan is that they have looked good in the process doing this. They look the part. That's not even counting our guy, Big Bill Norton, who we're going to get to in a second. But Tia Savea and especially Taylor Upshaw have been absolute godsends. Then you're also looking at Tyler Manoa. Tyler Manoa is a dude who, um, another one, stop me if you've heard this before, 6'4", 300 pounds, 
where he can um, he can get after the quarterback, but he can also collapse the pocket. He's been able to do just that, and not only has he been able to do just that, he's also been able to be the player who uh, can utilize swim moves and get after the player, uh, get after it. He's got a little bit of all of that. Then on top of that, you got Big Bill Norton. Big Bill Norton, six foot four, three hundred thirty-five pounds. He's different than everybody else on the roster because he's the dude who. He's the guy who right now can get uh, basically can take up those two or three blockers. I think a lot of people were uh, questioning, you know, how good would he be at the uh, how good would he be at the uh, uh, U of A level? Because, again, he didn't play much at uh, Georgia. Well, I am here to tell you that there is a much, much different um, caliber of player at Georgia and at the University of Arizona. And that is not necessarily a bad thing, Um, but that's just kind of the way it is right there. Now, that D-line, though, has been absolutely fantastic, and it showed out against Washington. Again, I don't want to make it out like Washington uh, struggled and wasn't able to do anything because that certainly was far from the case. But Arizona held them to 31 points, and if you hold somebody to 31 points, that's obviously a very, very good thing right there. Um, I do think that we are now at the stage of the game where um, Arizona's D-line – needs to be able to needs to be able to continue to do what they're doing and that will set up plays for the linebackers there because keep in mind as we all know a big part of this linebacker unit right here is that um they are not the uh you're only going with two linebackers and a lot of times you're going with safety so you need bigger players up front and you need and if you need bigger players up front you need them to be able to uh you need them to be able to Take up those blockers. Uh, Jacob Manu, obviously very good at that linebacker spot. He continues to ball out. Justin Flo didn't play a ton, but as we've talked about, Justin Flo I think is going to be very hit or miss. Uh, there will be some games when Justin Flo plays a ton, and then there will be other games where he doesn't play pretty much at all. That's just kind of the case where uh, it's just kind of on a case-by-case basis there, I think, with Mr. Justin Flo. Um, I do think that right now we're also kind of at the stage with him where – you just know what you kind of is what it is. Now, Dalton Johnson on the back end, the safeties though have been absolutely uh, have been quite good. And not only have they been quite good, they have also been the uh, they've also been the uh, the players who are able to um, how do I put this on the back end? They're able to do things that uh, are quite uh, are a little bit different. Um, Dalton Johnson, I believe, should have played last year over Christian Young. Christian Young struggled, obviously, big time in coverage. I'm not breaking any news right there. I'm not, you know, these aren't any cheap shots. It just kind of is what it is. They didn't, um, they they just didn't really uh, do what you needed them to do. That's just kind of the way it is. Um, now, Dalton Johnson is always kind of in the right spot. He might not be the greatest, uh, might not be the greatest uh, uh, cover guy in the world, but he's always in the right spot right there, which is a good thing. If you're an Arizona fan, because again, he needs, he's that dude that needs to kind of be around there. And he's done exactly that this year. And I think that's why Arizona fans, and that's why I think the Arizona coaching staff has been so happy with him. Then you got Isaiah Taylor, Isaiah Taylor, Jason Taylor's kid, very good player. But um, not only a very good player, also somebody that can make plays on the back end of the defense right there. I'm excited to see what he can do because I think going forward, he's going to be able to be that guy who 
is going to be a little bit of a ball hawk. We're going to be able to continue to talk about him there in a second here. But first, first, let's talk about game time right here. Now, you should know you should be on game time right now. And if you're not on game time, that is on you, my friends. That is on you. But you should be on game time. All right, let's check it out. Um, I can't tell you how great game time is. Use code word locked on college for $20 off. Download the game time app today. Now, the great thing about the uh, game time app is it is not just for athletics. You can get into concerts. I've had multiple friends go to concerts and um, not only go to concerts off of this, but be able to uh, uh, get in last second to things. That's why it's so good. Again, if you're in if you're Arizona, or if you want to go to an Arizona game, or you want to go to a Metallica concert, they've got you covered in both ways, right there. That's what you want to do. And not only do you want to do that, you want them to be at the stage where um, you're like, all right, well, I don't know if I want to do this, or maybe I want to do that. Either way, Game Time has you covered right there. Check it out, Game Time. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get back here, talk about the defense, and then get back to the offense there a little bit. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got even more to talk about here. And when I say we got even more to talk about here, I am telling you that uh, we have got a lot to talk about here. A big part of this is, um, when it comes to Arizona, is, all right, now, what can we do from a, uh, what can we do then on the offensive side of the ball? Now, I believe that Arizona should continue to go with Noah Fafita. I've been saying this from day one. And not only have I been saying this from day one, I continue to believe it and I stand resolute in this process. Because Arizona needs to, Arizona needs to be able to um, have a quarterback that is not going to turn the ball over left and right and left and right and left and right. And that so far is, uh, and that so far is something that, Jaden Delore has just been doing. And again, um, I think it's just, we're just kind of at the stage of the game where it, uh, you just kind of know uh, that uh, JDL just probably ain't that dude. But I will say that um, I will say that uh, um, we're kind of at the stage in the game right now where uh, Noah Fafita just has a better understanding of it. Now, again, Noah Fafita struggled a little bit against, um, uh, against Washington, there were definitely some uh, hits or misses, but overall, I think you got to be pretty happy with what you saw. I know I was pretty happy with what I saw. It was his first start, and not only was it his first start, it was the first time where uh, this is basically his first time where you were going against a top five team in the country as well. Um, I believe that if JDL had started that game, we probably would have lost by three touchdowns um, because he would have turned the ball over. He would have done all kinds of weird stuff. Whereas uh, Noah Fafita keeps you on keeps you on target, the phrase that so many like to use. And not only does he keep you on target, he keeps you he keeps everybody involved. It's not like there's not just one player that he's zooming in on the entire time. Now I don't know exactly um, I don't know exactly why this is the case, but I do think we're probably kind of at the stage now where kind of at the stage right now where. Um, you, uh, this kind of a crossroads moment, I think, to be honest with you, because Jane Delora, I don't believe has the backing of the locker room. I know Jed Fish, uh, 
I know Jed Fish really likes Jaden Delora. He clearly likes Jaden Delora, but uh, I think the fan base is pretty much out on Jaden Delora. And not only is the fan base out on him, I don't. I think the team's kind of out on him, to be honest with you. I think the team would want, like Noah Fafita to be the starter. And honestly, I'm definitely part of that. I am not on the team, obviously, but I would definitely, uh, I would definitely go in that direction as well. I think Jed's got. Listen, I think Jed's got a decision he's got to make here. Where am I going to go with what I, am I going to try to force what I want or am I going to force with what's best for the team? I think right now it's hard to make that case that uh, Jaden Delora is a better option than Noah Fafita. I just don't see it. And as a matter of fact, I think going forward, it's going to be very difficult to uh, continue to make that case or whatever the case may be right there. Pardon the pun. But I think you got to go with Fafita, and I think the uh, I think the wide receiver room, I think the team overall would be much happier with all of that. So that's kind of where we're at there. Um, from a uh, offensive line perspective, I'm totally cool with everything. I saw a big shout out to Leif Magnuson. We love Leif on this show. Leif Magnuson and his father Quinn, good dudes, and I was glad to see Leif get in there and make a real uh, to make a real impact. Um, Arizona's building some line or building some depth on the offensive line. That's for sure. And I think the big part of it too is getting got getting players in there that are maybe not, they're not quite starter caliber yet, but they've also got some, uh, they've also got some auxiliary depth, some uh, abilities to let's just call it the way it is, be able to make some, uh, make some plays that otherwise you wouldn't be able to make. Um, but right now, I think that's fair to say. Now, at the uh, the running back spot, a friend of mine messaged me and he said, "How many uh, teams would Jonah Coleman start for in the conference?" And I think Jonah Coleman, I think Jonah Coleman would start for seven or eight teams. Uh, Michael Wiley is obviously a very, very good running back. You will never get me to uh, you will never get me to badmouth uh, Michael Wiley in the least because honestly, I think that he is a uh, I think that he is a uh, you you win games with people like um, Noah Wiley or Noah Wiley. You win games with people like Michael Wiley in the backfield. But Jonah Coleman's just kind of got that feel. You give him twenty carries, you might get him you a buck twenty five, something like that. And I'd like to see that continue right there. Um, and uh, between him and DJ Williams, they just got a little bit of that next level oomph that I don't know that Michael Wiley necessarily has. Um, so we will uh, we'll continue to find out. Um, We'll continue to uh, uh, we'll continue to find that one out, but I do think that right now you're uh, we're at the stage with uh, uh, with Arizona where um, you got to you got to make a few changes right there on the offensive side because honestly this offense was supposed to be the strength of the team and quite frankly it just hasn't been this year. I think a big part of that is you got to put Noah Fafita in there. You also got to ride with those. Uh, you also got to continue to give Jonah Coleman more carries. And I'd like to see you diversify the receiver room a little bit. Listen, T-Max not coming off the field. I get that. Cowan's not coming off the field. But I don't know why Montana Lamonius Craig is viewed as being so good that he can't come off the field a little bit. I mean, he hasn't really made a lot of game-changing plays. And 
Um, I think that uh, it's fair to wonder a little bit just kind of, you know, why, why there's only three wide receivers at play. I will say Kevin Green got a reception, though, which was very nice to see. Big fans of Kevin Green on this show as well. Um, but now you got USC coming up here. USC is going to be fascinating because USC has a lot of talent, but I also think that USC is very vulnerable as well. And not only is USC vulnerable, um, they are, I think we're kind of at the point now where you know that uh, that defense is awful. And not only is that defense awful, it is uh, – it's kind of at the stage where you're like, man, anybody could score on that defense. We are going to talk about that. But first, Bird Dogs. All right, birddogs.com backslash locked on college. Check it out. Use code locked on college for a free tumbler with every purchase. Free tumbler. Very cool. Birddogs.com backslash locked on college is the spot to be at right now. Um, it uh it's very like I said. Stuff looks good. It makes a dork like me look uh, actually somewhat passable. And that's what you want. You want stuff like that. You uh, And that's where Bird Dogs comes in and Bird Dogs says, we are here to solve all of your issues. Bird Dogs do, does exactly that. Check it out. Birddogs.com backslash locked on college. You will thank me later for it. All right. Now we're going to take a quick little break. Come back and we're going to start previewing USC. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, now, we have got a lot to get to here when it comes to Arizona of uh, Arizona football against SC. I will be up at this game right there. But a uh, big thing is SC's got a lot of U of A dudes that are starting. Christian Roland Wallace is starting at a cornerback right there. Um, I don't think that he's going to be coming off the field much. Christian Roland Wallace is a very, very good football player. Um, you know, the people that thought that Arizona was going to be better without him, they were silly. Um, Christian Roland Wallace is uh, Christian Roland Wallace is a dude who is um, just a very good football player. He's strong. He's physically steady. He's the kind of dude that you win with. And I think that SC is finding that one out. Uh, Dorian Singer has caught a couple touchdowns this year. Hasn't put up awesome numbers, obviously, but still, I mean, Arizona fans know what he can do. Keon Bars there as well. So it's a reunion of sorts for uh, uh, people. But also, Arizona is going to have a strong California contingent in there as well. I mean, you look at uh, up and down, you uh, you got a Tedaroa McMillan at wide receiver. You got a Keon Burnett who is committed to SC, a Kevin Green committed to SC. Um, there's a lot of guys on this team, obviously, with Southern California connections. And that's something that uh, always plays, I think, a little bit of a role in these rivalry games right here. And not only a little bit of a role in these rivalry games, um, a little bit of a, uh, I think, kind of a point where you're at the stage now where, all right, you know, you're competing for some of these same players. I know it sounds weird to say, but you are. Arizona's competing for some of the same guys. Not only are they competing for some of the same guys, they are uh, they're also um, kind of kind of where you know you're trying to uh, you're trying to see exactly what can happen there, um, what kind of players you can get, and a big part of that is if you can go in and beat SC in the Coliseum, it looks really really good to a lot of these recruits right there. Not only does it look good to a lot of recruits, it looks good to a lot of uh, you know prospective uh, parents of recruits, etc. Um, Arizona's got a lot more talent on this uh, now than they've had in the past. Now you got to kind of find out where exactly uh, all of this uh, all of this lies. But 
Again, SC is a beatable team. Caleb Williams is obviously awesome. He's probably the best player in college football. He's going to be the first pick in the draft. But this is kind of your typical Lincoln-Riley team. Great offense and kind of a lightweight defense. Um, I believe that if Arizona's offense plays up to its potential, that it should be able to score in this game. Not only score in this game, be able to uh, – um, how do I put this? Be able to uh, make this a real close game. I think that Arizona is going to cover that spread. I would check it out on FanDuel, FanDuel.com, but I would check it out on FanDuel for sure. Um, this is a uh, this is a team, this is a unit uh, for the U of A where um, if you're, the strength of your team is going to be the offensive side of the football, you got to be able to make, you got to be able to score points. It can't be these games where you're, you know, you're only scoring 21 points or you're, uh, you're turning the ball over left and right. You need to be able to drop 35, 38, 41 points on this SC defense because, again, this is not a good SC defense. And not only is it a, not a good SEC defense, this is also the kind, or a, this is also kind of the defense where you think, all right, you should be able to do something a little bit better. Uh, you should be able to do something a little bit better than what you've shown so far. So I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see that. But overall. I think Arizona is going to cover. I think Arizona is not only going to cover, I think Arizona has got a real chance of winning this game. Um, I, th I was very happy with what I saw against Washington and I'm going to continue to be happy about that. I will make no apologies for that as anybody else should as well. All right. But we're kind of in the mode. Now we're going to be talking a lot of Arizona basketball and a lot of Arizona football going forward each game, each week. It will be fun. Um, now on that note though, um, we're going to sign off, but we'll be back with you tomorrow. As you know, we're in game-by-game, day-by-day mode. But again, check out FanDuel right there. Uh, the line at 22.5 seems a little too rich for me right there. I would uh, would definitely check that one out right there. But, all right, on that note, though, have a great rest of your Tuesday. I'm your host, Mike Luke. We're going to be back with you tomorrow. And, again, we're going to talk some Arizona football and some Arizona basketball as well. But, you all have a great rest of your day, and thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats.